Greetings to you all. I want to thank you for listening in right now. My name is Nyla and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet, and more. This episode topic is pretty different. It's about how to reduce microfiber pollution. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to go ahead and favorite Greener Thoughts wherever you listen to Greener Thoughts. To also review Greener Thoughts and last but not least to share Greener Thoughts. All of these actions will help ensure that Greener Thoughts grows. You can contact Greener Thoughts by sending a voice message to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message or via the Anchor app or you can email me at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. episode announcements I just have a few quick ones Um, one of them is that my birthday is on February 15th so I would of course love for any voice messages around that time for you to go ahead and submit to me you can talk about how um, Greener Thoughts has influenced your life Um, I've gotten emails in the past about it and I always love uh, when I get that interaction from you all so who's ever listening Um, You know, the amazing listeners that you are. I would appreciate uh, those uh, voice messages and also emails. Um, Also, happy Black History Month. And then uh, also, it's my, it was my mommy's birthday on uh, February the 6th. And so I'm really excited to have, uh, you know, had an amazing celebration um, in celebrating with my mom and stuff and, you know, family. And it was really fun. And um, I'm so proud of my mom for being, you know, my mom and for being born and, you know, just being such a blessing and such a triumphant person. And um, I know dad would be so proud and so happy you know rest in peace to you know dad and um it was wonderful i love my mom very much and we all love mommy and so happy birthday to mom so next is a segment entitled headlines from the hemispheres it is just a quick briefing on environmental news globally It's one of the renamed uh, segments that I have for you all, and it was previously known as Another News. So first up is Tiny Salamander's Huge Genome May Harbor the Secrets of Regeneration. And you can find out more about that exciting news on ScienceDaily.com in the Science News section. So regarding some recent news, research was actually published in Journal eLife. And Parker Flowers, the John C. Malone Professor of Molecular, Cellular, and Developmental Biology, and the colleagues of Flowers, they found an inventive way to bypass the Iaxolotl's complex genome to recognize at least 
two different genes that are involved in regeneration. So this is amazing. So the researchers are from Yale University and their research was published in late January 2020. So the um, um has the largest genome of any animal yet sequenced and it's about 10 times larger than that of humans. Lucas Sonor, who is a former graduate student in the lab and also a, a fellow co-first um, author of Flowers, actually used genes uh, editing techniques in a multi-step process to essentially create markers that could track 25 genes suspected of being involved in limb regeneration. Uh, Park Flowers said of the uh, Axolotl, quote, it regenerates almost anything after almost any injury that doesn't kill it, end quote. The uh, salamander, the, the uh, cave salamander, um, this one cave salamander stayed completely still for seven years, but it wasn't dead. That is the next uh, headline, and you can find out more about it on mnn.com a.k.a. Mother Nature Network. So about this uh, piece here, the majority of the tagged individuals moved less than 10 meters during the course of the study, which was a, a big, long, um, in-depth study. And so uh, the other rare ohm did not move for seven years out of the eight years of the study. So it was a long, um, lengthy study. And according to CNET, Ohms live sedentary lifestyles due to their blind or their bland habitats, I should say, and they have uh, evolved to live in pitch dark underwater caves. They've lost their eyes and just about all of their skin pigmentation, and so they appear ghostly white, um, like baby uh, dragons, and they're also blind. So scientists believe that they can live for more than a century and their metabolisms are so slow that they only need to eat about once per decade. Try doing that as a human. The research uh, that they encountered wasn't just really about the movement of the ohms though. It was more focused also on the reproductive abilities of the ohms and the factors like temperature that can have a change to, um, that can be changed because of the environment that ultimately affects the ohms. The research study was published in ZSL Journal of Zoology. And then last but not least, the third headline is all about this amazing but somewhat sinister um, doomsday clock. So the end may be nearer. Doomsday clock moves within 100 seconds of midnight. You can learn more about that news piece on npr.com or .org. And so, according to the former Irish President Mary Robinson, uh, the doomsday clock is a globally recognized indicator of vulnerability of our existence, she was saying. So, uh, not once since the clock's 1947 Cold War debut has the clock come so close to midnight. This has never happened before. There's the Science and the Security Board uh, of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. They revealed recently in January 2020 that it has moved, um, that it has, uh, that it has um, moved 
the minute hand another uh, 20 seconds closer to the midnight hour. Previous uh, periods in history when the hands of the clock were moved include in the year 1953, when months after the U.S. tested its first hydrogen bomb, and as the Soviet Union was about to do the same, the doomsday clock was also set within two minutes of midnight. The minute hand was moved gradually uh, back gradually as nuclear arms control agreements reduced the threat of global catastrophe, which is great. But then, uh, when the Soviet Union uh, collapsed and the Cold War ended in 1991, the clock was set at an unprecedented um, 17 minutes to midnight, and really it's been moving closely uh, closer to uh, midnight ever since. The clock's minute hand has moved farther and, and forward, uh, especially after in August 2019, with the collapse of the 1987 Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty that was between the U.S. and also Russia. So for all the research links I talked about in uh, some of the uh, headlines, I'll go ahead and put those in the show notes. You can check those out further. So the news source for this podcast episode and the news comes from MNN.com, a.k.a. Mother Nature Network. And so with the reason behind um, this podcast episode, I knew before I had talked about microplastics, but uh, microfibers aren't too far from that actual subject. And I wanted to, um, you know, deep dive a little bit in it and talk about what it is how it is affecting our lives and what we can do about it. Um, It's one of the more interesting uh, stories I saw while researching also, you know, about the next piece I wanted to go over and talk about with you all. And, you know, microfibers caught my eye because, you know, clothes, we all wear them all the time, every day. And, you know, before, like I mentioned, I had discussed uh, microplastics actually in late uh, September 2019 with the episode um, podcast episode um, entitled microplastics and melting sea ice and so you know both topics are of course different but um, this will be more information and application based and not delve too much into specific research about uh, microplastics or anything like that at this time. So this piece is going to be entitled, The Menace, The Microfiber. So let's start off with why are microfibers important? Why are they important to know about, um, to learn about? What are these things? So every time you wash with synthetic fabrics, um, like things like polyester, um, which is made from a yarn, from plastic, very, very tiny, minuscule, Uh, small pieces break off and flow into the drains that you have. So your local waterways, they, these pieces of uh, uh, small plastics um, from these fake and synthetic fibers, they travel through them. And these microplastics are just these small uh, bits of synthetic fibers, these fabrics that are broken down smaller and smaller and smaller into tiny, tiny pieces. And also, um, they are very much um, toxic because of the, the way that they are. These are synthetic fibers. They do not break down traditionally. And they're a problem 
even for modern day water treatment plants. Microfibers, um, they do shed. So in, during the washing process in your washing machine, it happens whether you buy a new fleece or maybe a fleece that you've had for years, maybe decades. Also the same thing with yoga pants. You know, yoga pants used to be a thing, you know, in the you know mid um, 2010s. It used to be the, the rage. And so, you know, yoga pants even made with virgin materials, new materials, um, or even from recycled plastic bottles. They are at risk for shedding, um, even though they are made from recycled components, those um, recycled bottles. And next, I want to um, talk about why microfibers and also microplastics are bad, because they're almost one and the same, but they are very much different. They are uh, very toxic, and with um, the, the older fabrics that you may have, so your jackets, your um, synthetic uh, pants or, or anything of that sort that you may have an article of clothing, the older that fabric is, the more fibers actually shed in the wash. So those who love to keep, you know, clothes for decades, you know, you're, you are saving both, you know, your money and resources, but it's actually one of the biggest offenders when it comes to something like microplastic or microfiber uh, shedding. And with microplastics, because the synthetic nature of articles of clothing, they do matter. And then with microfibers, it's sort of the same thing because they are fibers. They, even though they're plastics, they are uh, fibers because they're, they're made into clothing. Now, uh, microplastics also um, are bits of plastic that you may have, like your um, uh, regular uh, laundry detergent bottle or some other type of bottle, maybe a cleaning bottle of some sort, of some regular plastic, your number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, that breaks down over time, that also is composed and does equal micro microplastics. But in the space of talking about clothing, um, microplastics is um, just a breaking down of synthetic uh, fibers, the fibers that we're worried about. That is uh, the, the main um, thing that we're gonna talk about, and we have talked about. So, um, like I said before, every time you wash your synthetic fibers, these are causing havoc um, each time you wash. So, whether it's acrylic, a polyester, maybe a blend of synthetic materials, tiny, tiny pieces, you know, that you really can't see um, are flowing down the drain. And thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands end up each wash. Of course, like I mentioned before, water treatment plants cannot and will not be able to capture them all. So most times, these components of clothing, old or new, end up in your rivers, your lakes, and also our oceans. Now, I want to uh, get to, thirdly, um, the next piece, which is some of the steps to tackling uh, microfiber pollution. So one of the first steps is to wash your clothes less frequently. Um, for me, I wash my clothes once a week. Sometimes it's a week and a half, depending. So if you have a ton of clothes, that's that's fine. But also, you know, stretching your wash time is 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 optimal here. Um, I also tacked on a certain uh, applicable ways to um, participate in the in the in the the way to. Uh, tackle microfiber uh, pollution. 
So when it comes to washing clothes less frequently, you could do something like uh, spot washing, which is where you, you uh, wash only dirty spots or parts on the article of clothing that are problematic. Um, also, uh, hand washing is fine as well because you're using like a basin or a bucket or some other type of um, uh, container to go ahead and wash your delicate items, um, especially things that are handmade or fair trade pieces especially. Um, some of my most uh, treasured pieces are delicate and I have special dyes to them. Um, very much um, non-toxic and it's handmade. It's a great jacket. Um, and so I love it and I do hand wash it as per its instructions. And those things really do, um, you know, add to the wearing of your clothes when it comes to its um, ability to stretch longer. If you're, if you're washing your clothes especially your delicate items in the washer and they say not to wash you know those pieces um, it will definitely uh, wear and tear your items faster so spot cleaning and hand washing them is essential for um, different things like your undershirts you have to you know make sure that you can have an undershirt sure but you don't have to wash the entire outfit just because the undershirt um, for your blouse or shirt or something like that is you know dirty just use the or not or not dirty so washing your undershirt is you know fine here because if your shirt your your outer layer is not dirty you don't have to wash you know the whole outfit entirely number two is that you can uh, decide to um, you know weigh out the methods for washing and drying. So whether that means um, deciding whether to use warm water or hot water or cold water. For me, I love cold water and using cold water. Laura Diaz Sanchez, she is a campaigner for the uh, NGL, the non-governmental uh, organization, um, Plastic Soup Foundation. She was actually talking about uh, the different temperatures for washing your clothes. And she said that water above 30 degrees Celsius or 86 degrees Fahrenheit um, has textiles break down more easily. So she was also saying that liquid um, detergent works better and is better for your clothes. And it has that uh, scrubbing effect um, when it comes down to it. And with liquid detergent, it's also, um, you know, known that less is more. Specifically, I love, you know, seventh generation method, for example, um, that are uh, laundry detergents. And they do uh, produce more with less. So you can do more with less uh, liquid detergent. And then she also adds to not use the dryer. So I know that that's not always feasible because, you know, with the jeans and other um, types of articles, articles of clothing, you want it to dry, you don't want it to mold. So pick and choose uh, which items, you know, go in the dryer. For me, um, personally, not all my items go in the dryer. Things that um, can get a lot of um, shrinkage to them, I do not um, advise putting them in the dryer. So you, go, you can go ahead and hang them and make sure they are um, you know dry that way and you know within a few hours or days you'll have those pieces and they last a bit longer number three is to choose to uh, wear natural fibers only now this can get some getting 
you know, used to, but with this, you're getting to wear 100% natural fiber clothing, something like wool or alpaca or cashmere or simply cotton, um, linen, and also silk. So these are a sure way to avoid sending those toxic, harmful, um, really, really tiny uh, microplastics into our environment. So when you wash these materials, they are, of course, um, loosened. Sure, the fibers are loosened, but they're biodegradable, and that's what matters. Um, with those fibers, since they are natural, um, most times they won't get as uh, stinky, so they'll be less stinky. There are um, types of fabrics that are made from bamboo, which is, of course, natural, um, and it has definite uh, antimicrobial and also antibacterial properties. So that means that you can wear it more and it won't stink and therefore you can wash it less. And then the fourth and last tip is to invest in a fiber collecting device for your washing machine. Now this uh, may seem kind of foreign, but I actually um, saw two within the uh, research in the news um, that I think are really helpful. And so one of them is called Guppy Friend and it's um, $29.75, so it's $29.75 US dollars, but they have user guides from Canada, Mexico, and the US, and uh, I will link the website also in the next one called Coraball, and its prices range from um, the three-pack that they have, which is $9.85 US dollars, you can also buy the uh, one core ball that they have, and that's um, $37.99 US dollars. Or you could buy the um, three pack, which is $105 uh, US dollars. Or you could buy the eight pack with free shipping, which is $270 US dollars. And I will also uh, provide both links um, for those micro, um, those microfiber or fiber collecting devices. Those will also be in the show notes. Now regarding um, any fakes, um, or if you're looking on Amazon, beware because there are imitations um, are abounding and you know in the search results. So I advise for anyone to not uh, buy on Amazon. Go to the uh, sites within the show notes that I will uh, have there, so you can check out these amazing uh, devices for your laundry. Now, so next and last, I want to talk about some quick, notable quotables. So, as far as the story of stuff, uh, the story of microfibers video, it talks about really great information, and so I'm going to just talk about a quick quote. Quote, they act like sponges, sucking up other pollutants around them. They're like little toxic bombs full of motor oil, pesticides, and industrial chemicals that end up in the bellies of fish. And eventually in the bellies of us. It's gross. It's already estimated that there are 1.4 million trillion in our oceans. That's like 200 million microfibers for every person on the planet. And that was in reference to microfibers. So I just want to talk a little bit about microfibers, how they are the small but mighty and mighty in their pollution. Um, I plan on investing 
in one of the uh, different uh, fiber removing tools and having you know either the coral ball or the other device um, in use and I cannot wait to go ahead and talk about it at a later date um, as far as natural fibers generally I believe that they are more expensive but that's a really um, great environmental cost uh, when you think about the impact that microfibers will have um, over the long haul of your clothes. So these synthetic uh, pieces of clothing that you you know may think are fancy, they're actually you know worse than you thought when you think about it. So maybe they're cheap or maybe they're easily accessible. Maybe you can get them in store someplace versus you know going to the natural clothing store. But when you think about it, you know our planet is at risk in the long haul because as we know, those clothes shed and they shed uh, microfibers and they're synthetic. So I would be gladly, um, you know, willing to pay whatever price uh, within range and everything um, for those natural um, pieces of, you know, clothing. I know there are tons of different brands out there and I've talked about a few in um, a few previous podcast episodes, especially about like fashion. Um, and so I have fun, you know, doing them and talking about every, um, brand that I can, you know, try and share with you all. And I think it's a, it's a learning moment when you think about it, because, you know, as, as much money as you may be spending on clothes, you can, you know, see a real difference in your clothing quality when you're picking items that are natural and they will last. You know, if you're, you're picking something that is cotton or cashmere, it usually keeps its shape and, um, the money that you're spending you're spending on it it's quality it's not how many pieces you have it's how many pieces that last you know having pieces that last a long time and they're natural you know it's better than to have many pieces of synthetic fibers that release um, hundreds of thousands of fibers into our rivers our lakes our oceans and of course fish um, lobster um, shrimp other you know species of um, sea animals um, eat and absorb these fibers. It's very toxic. Um, also, want to you know talk about how the story of stuff, how they mention um, it's a statistic that there are 89 million washing machines in the U.S. alone. Now, that is a lot of washing machines, and they're not even you know calculating the dryers. Um, and you know, we have to look at how all those machines are not energy efficient. That's another thing, um, you know, in the washing process that the, the energy used, um, when it comes in the, in the, the washing to the washing and drying of our clothes, um, you know, that matters too. You know, I don't think that that gets enough attention. Um, I did talk about, um, in a previous, um, podcast episode, I'll talk about a little bit later about how to green your laundry. That was a fun um, month talking about all the different types of uh, steps that we can take to green our lives. Really applicable uh, steps there. I really had fun with it. Um, I suggest that you listen in about um, how to green your laundry, whether it's detergent, um, the clothes that you happen to wash, energy savings when it comes to different machines. That was a power packed uh, episode indeed. So I will get into the next sort of tips uh, for you so you can listen uh, on hand and, you know, make sure to have a pen and pad ready so we can talk about some helpful tips in the Mother Earth Minutes.
Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So this is the Mother Earth Minute, where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and also save Mother Earth. So the message for this podcast episode is to step into the eight different steps to go ahead and prevent microfiber pollution from your home. So most of these come from um, surfrider.org and a few other places. And so, um, you know, there's the first one which is uh, when it comes to your washing machine, just to use a front-loading washing machine instead of a top-loading washing machine. So with a front-loading washing machine, the door opens from the front, and you can load that way. And then uh, that's versus, you know, using a top-loading washing machine, which is uh, not as efficient uh, when it comes to washing clothes, amongst many other things. And when it comes to front-loading washing machines, they shed about seven times less microfibers than top-loading washing machines. Number two is to not wash with solid items. So don't wash things uh, like shoes or backpacks. Uh, Those things can generally be washed um, outside, um, you know, maybe on the patio or steps outside, maybe, you know, on your front lawn, you know, grab a hose or a bucket some uh, brushes um, and some uh, you know soapy water and same thing for your backpack Uh, heavier items they actually lead to more friction and so that leads of course to more fibers breaking uh, during the washing process which also uh, have those fibers end up in the ocean number three is to separate your soft textiles and your hard textiles so the goal here is to have less Um, concentrated agitation in your washer and dryer so it means separating your heavier clothes from your light clothing so maybe your jeans you could separate um, your jeans and your jackets you could you could separate them from your um, lightweight pants or uh, shirts blouses um, t-shirts just anything um, you know based on the weight of the clothing Uh, number four is to avoid using a tumble dryer or that setting Uh, with the tumble dryer so you can instead use uh, the air dry option. So when it comes to synthetic clothing, uh, air dry, uh, that setting dries way faster anyway and your dryer may also contribute to uh, microfiber release when using the tumble uh, dryer so be sure to go ahead and air dry. There's usually air dry settings uh, in your dryer and also you can also just uh, air dry your clothing depending on what it is. Uh, Number five is to reduce the the rotation speed um, in your washing machine, so when you're washing uh, your clothing. So this means, you know, just skipping the spin cycle altogether, and it'll actually prevent, you know, the additional additional friction uh, from causing more fibers to go ahead and break. 
Number six is to wash your clothing for a shorter amount of time. So um, for me, I love, you know, to shop, um, just um, washing my clothes. Um, I love shopping for clothes and everything, but I do love uh, washing my clothes for, you know, 15 minutes or maybe 25 minutes or less. I don't like, you know, waiting around for my laundry, you know, in and out. I usually, you know, wash it maybe, you know, on a Saturday or something or maybe in the evening and then um, within the hour after it's dry or maybe if it's air dried, fine. Um, I go ahead and fold it after it immediately comes out the dryer. So for you, you know, the more time it's in the washer, of course, the more time uh, microfibers are going to escape. That's a no-brainer. So when all, when, at all times possible, whenever you can, uh, go for a shorter time uh, when it comes to washing. Number seven is to uh, go ahead and look at the websites. There's a few that you can check out. Um, one of them is StopMicroWaste.com. The next is surfrider.org and then also plasticsoupfoundation.org. The uh, eighth and last uh, step I have for you all is to go ahead and check out my related podcast episodes. I've done a few. Uh, the, one of the first is uh, Washing Clothes with Care. I did that back on March 10th, 2019. And then the one that I talked about uh, earlier in the program, which is microplastics and melting sea ice. I did that one back on uh, September 26, 2019. And then one of my most recent ones, the uh, 11 different ways to green your laundry today. And that was from November 10th, 2019. fact of the day is that the mysterious Havana syndrome affecting U.S. and Canadian diplomats in Cuba may be the result of repeated exposure to insecticides meant to kill Zika-carrying mosquitoes. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra magazine in a January-February 2020 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. everyone so we've come to the eco company spotlight which is one of the last parts within the program and so for you if you would love for me to review your environmentally related products or services I'd be happy to of course free of charge and you can get your ideas out there about it and have me review it you can go ahead and contact me by voice message or email Greener Thoughts. Maybe you can refer uh, different brands that you'd love for me to review. I'd always be happy to do so. I've been reviewing uh, different brands that I know and trust, you know, have, um, you know, bought from, invested money and time in and everything. And I recommend so many and I've been doing so since February 2019. 
And for now, I have another amazing company to go ahead and introduce you to. And of course, for Black History Month, all of these different companies are black owned. And these are amazing companies that I would love to go ahead and share with you all. So next, we're going to talk about Camille Rose Naturals. So regarding Camille Rose Naturals, it has, uh, has an amazing beginning because it all began in the kitchen of Miss Janelle Stevens in 2011, many years ago. So staying true to her, hand, to her handcrafted craftiness, making enriching botanicals for healthy hair and body, uh, Stevens created sophisticated, clean products that soon exploded in her target demographic. And these products included the moisture milk and her most uh, popular product since, which is the Almond Jai Twisting Butter, one of my favorites. In 2012, more great news and opportunities opened up with the meeting of a networking uh, person that she went ahead and met, and it was the experience of a lifetime, uh, and it evolved into Camille Rose being available at 100 Target stores nationwide, and then to over 300,000 total locations in stores like Bed Bath & Beyond, Sally's Beauty, Whole Foods, Walgreens, and CVS, just to name a few. Camille Rose is not just national, but it's also international. And it is a total lifestyle brand where beauty, body, home, and spa care meet in an amazing harmony. Quote, you can trust Camille Rose to source ingredients with integrity for every batch to be handcrafted with love. End quote. And that was from J.S., Miss Janelle Stevens, the founder and master mistress. So as far as the commitment to sustainability, there are a lot of great things going for the brand. Uh, regarding the uh, great ingredients that they have, first off, they are composed of many amazing things. Things that you can read, things that you can pronounce, things that are great for your body, good for you. Things like um, aloe vera leaf juice, beeswax, um, chickpea powder, you know, a favorite canoc- uh, coconut oil, um, cocoa seed butter, honey. Um, there's also mandarin orange peel oil, mango seed butter, um, and also things like olive fruit oil from uh, olives, and peppermint oil, shea butter, which is another great favorite, turmeric powder, and also uh, exanthem gum, and many other types of ingredients as well. Now, when it comes to the product selection, there's a lot going for it. There are, of course, the notable hair products, like the cleansers, the curl definers and butters, the conditioners, the deep conditioners, the hair oils, the leave-in products, and also the tanglers, and also hair growth supplements. There are also face and skincare products. There are also bath and body care products like the uh, body butters and the souffles that are available and also uh, different uh, facial bars. And for number four, the thing that they have are the kids collection, so the mandarin collection. And then also uh, for number five, the uh, home collection products. Now as far as press uh, surrounding Camille Rose Naturals, Uh, Miss Janelle Stevens and her brand, of course, uh, Camille Rose Naturals, has appeared on a ton of different places, like The Real, The Show, um, also Strayhan, 
uh, Sarah and Kiki, KTLA, um, Good Day New York, um, there's also a Good Day Atlanta, Essence Magazine, Sheen Magazine, Atlanta Journal Constitution, Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, Ebony Magazine, WWD Magazine, um, and then also L Magazine, uh, Vegetarian Times, Teen Vogue, InStyle, Chase Bank, Walmart.com, and many more. You can go ahead and contact Camille Rose Naturals, and you can go and email them at customerservice at camillerose.com, and also you can use their website email form. You can also, uh, you know, listen to my experience of Camille Rose and their amazing products. So for me, I fell in love, first off, with their most popular product, their Almond Jai Twisting Butter. Um, I love it um, for its uh, oozing great slip as far as oiling, you know, my uh, edges. Um, even though I have super short hair, I still have to, of course, maintain my hair. So sometimes I do get, um, you know, a, a dry scalp and that is annoying, but I do love butters. And, and one of my favorite products is the uh, Almond Jai Twisting Butter. I love gels. They're also very good, um, especially when you have, you know, super short hair and you keep it low cut. Um, you can have, you know, that gel action going there and just brushing it and it has sometimes a wavy effect uh, to my hair. It makes it really slick, which I love gels. And then next, the uh, Clean Rinse Shampoo. Um, I'm into shampoos and I try to keep it um, light with my routine as far as my hair. It's pretty simple. Um, so a great shampoo is what I love. Um, of course, gel for the edges and, you know, some nice oil, pomade, butter is what I like for my uh, scalp as well. It really gets the job done. You know, when it comes to the ingredients, I love how the products, all the products have great consistency to them. You're getting your money's worth. These products are not going to, uh, you, you know, unnecessarily weigh you down. And these products are supposed to hold and they, they do your hair justice. And the scent with these products is not overpowering, and there's no unwanted nasty residue with them at all, and they come at amazing price points, a great medium price point. So with the products, most of them are priced under $20, and with the pack options, like the duo and uh, collections options that are available on the site, those are more than $20. So Camille Rose Naturals products, they can be found online at CamilleRose.com, Amazon.com, Bed Bath & Beyond, CVS Pharmacy, Duane Reed, eBay.com, Kroger, also on uh, shop.naturallycurly.com, Meyer, spelled M-E-I-J-E-R, Rite Aid, Target, Walgreens, Walmart, Whole Foods, and many, many other retailers online and, of course, in-store across the country and world were available. Camille Rose is on the following social media platforms. A Facebook at Camille Rose Naturals. That's C-A-M-I-L-L-E, Rose Naturals. They're also on Instagram at Camille Rose Naturals, all, all lowercase one word. They're on LinkedIn at Camille Rose Naturals. They're on Pinterest at Camille Rose Naturals, and they're also on Twitter at Camille Rose, and they're on YouTube, lastly, at uh, Camille Rose. To contact Camille Rose, the brand, you can go ahead and go to their website 
um, like I mentioned, CamilleRose.com, and then click Contact Us under Support to fill out their message form. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode about uh, microfibers and that pollution there and having some steps and some tips uh, to, you know, see you on, you know, about laundry, about uh, toxic clothing, synthetic fibers that we talked about and how they are worse and how natural fibers are better and the uh, tips to go ahead and make sure that you're not putting out those uh, microfibers for synthetic fabrics out into our environment, into our waterways. Um, I hope that you check in and go ahead and listen to another podcast episode coming up soon. But until then, please be sure to take care of yourselves and also to please take care of the planet. Take care. Bye.